Welcome to worship at Providence Presbyterian Church on this Sunday, August 22, 2021. We are located at 2401 Broad Avenue. There will be a meeting for all parents with children ages pre-K through high school on Sunday, August 29th at 6.30 p.m. We will discuss Sunday school and the youth program. Child care will be provided. Hope to see you all there. Do you have a short story or message that would inspire our youth? The worship team encourages volunteers to share these stories during the children's message in our worship services. Interested? Please contact a member of the worship team for more information. The pastor, Rick or Ellie, Peggy, Carol McCracken, Barb Hazlett, or Sue Slepp. September 12th is when the worship services move to 10.15 a.m. Sunday school is scheduled to begin at 9 a.m. We would like to thank everyone who helped us make this year's VBS a huge success. We had an average of 20 children who participated, and we even had great weather all week, although it was very hot. We collected food items and $370 in cash, which we donated to the Altoona Food Bank as our mission project. We hope all of the children had a great time. I know we adults did. Hope to see you all again next year. We thank those of you who are currently able to support the church with your offerings. It truly is a blessing in enabling us to keep current and paying church expenses. Now, let us prepare our hearts for worship as we listen to the prelude.
Let us join together in our call to worship. The Lord redeems the life of his servants. Thanks be to God. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Living God, your Son Jesus Christ has the words of eternal life. Grant that we may come to him in faith, follow him in this world, and abide with him forever in the world to come. For he dwells with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen. Because God is near to the brokenhearted, let us consider how we have lived, confessing our sins and trusting in God's mercy to save. Let us join together in our prayer of confession. 
God of our redemption, we confess that we have not been faithful servants. We have not served you with sincere hearts, nor trusted in your salvation. We have forsaken you, the living God, and have chosen to follow the lifeless idols of worldly power and wealth. Forgive us our sins, O God. Lead us to heartfelt repentance, that we may honor you with our lips and serve you with our lives. Through our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ himself is the word that offers eternal life to all who receive him. This proves his love for us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Thanks be to God. As we prepare to hear God's word, let us join in our prayer of illumination. Lord Jesus Christ, as we hear the reading of Holy Scripture, speak to us your words of spirit and life. Amen. Our Old Testament reading this morning is Psalm 34, verses 15 through 22. Let us hear the word of God. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil, to blot out their name from the earth. The righteous cry out, and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all their troubles. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted, and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. The righteous person may have many troubles, but the Lord delivers him from them all. He protects all his bones. Not one of them will be broken. Evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. The Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our New Testament lesson this morning is taken from the epistle to the Ephesians, chapter 6, verses 10 through 20. Let us hear the word of God. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of the dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground, and after you have done everything, to stand. Stand firm, then, with a belt of truth buckled around your waist, with the breastplate of righteousness in place, and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith which you can, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions 
with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Pray also for me that whenever I speak, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, as most, if not every one of you know, I, in addition to being the pastor of this church, I serve as a part-time chaplain at the UPMC Altoona Hospital here in town. I usually work a third shift on Mondays and Wednesdays. That starts at 11 p.m. and goes to 7 a.m. the next morning. And then on one Saturday of the month, I work the second shift from 3 p.m. to 11 p.m. And it's a uh, fruitful ministry, helping people in times of need with illness and death. But there are times where there is a lot of stress. And over the last year and a half, Part of that stress has been dealing with the COVID crisis. In connection with that, to you know, I'm required uh, to visit COVID patients at times, have been, and there still are COVID patients, still may be called to do so. In preparation for that or for other ear, airborne viruses or uh, bacteria, I'm required to put on what's called by abbreviation. PPE, which stands for Personal Protective Equipment. Um, for COVID in particular, that refers to I have to wear a, what is called an N95 mask with a regular hospital mask over top of that, or I have to put on what is called a PAPR. That is a hood, a hood that I wear over my head with a face visor and it's connected by a hose to a, a power pack that sends oxygen into it and I fasten uh, that oxygen pack with a strap around my back just above the waist. But even with that I am required to, to wear an N95 mask. In addition to that if I'm not wearing a papper I have to Put on well, even with the paper, I have to put on uh, a bonnet to cover my hair. I have to put on if I'm not wearing a visor, I have to wear a face mask or a pair of glasses to cover my eyes. Then I am required to wear a uh, a, a set of booties over my shoes. I have to put on a gown. Oftentimes, I have to put on two gowns, one to cover the back and one to cover the front. And then I have to wear two pairs of uh, the special hospital gloves. Uh, I, there's this particular procedure to put these things on in order in which they're put on. And then even more so, there is a correct procedure to, re, to remove these things so that you're not contaminated by them as you take them off. And it's something you have to practice doing. It takes time. But you would not dare go into a COVID patient's room 
without wearing these things for the chance that you would contract COVID or some other airborne infections. So that's an important part of my ministry to COVID patients and their families is to properly put on this PPE so I can effectively do my ministry and protect my life and the life of those I come in contact with. Uh, other, the families of the patients, the other chaplains, my other people I come in contact with so that I don't expose any of them to risk. So, you know, that's what I do in the physical realm in the hospital as chaplain. But there is a spiritual application to this. What I would call the putting on the right spiritual PPE, the right spiritual protective equipment. And that is found in what's been our New Testament lesson this morning from the book of Ephesians chapter 10 through 20. Uh, Paul here is writing to the Christians in the city of Ephesus. He's telling them how they should live as Christians. He acknowledges that we are, and he, he not just here, but in throughout all of his writings and other of the uh, New Testament writers also refer to it, that we're in a spiritual battle. Yes, we've come to Christ and we've been forgiven by him, but now we are in a spiritual battle. We weren't in the battle already beforehand. We are now in a spiritual battle against Satan and against his forces who try to, if they can no longer totally destroy our lives by, you know, leading us so that we end up going to hell, that he'll try to make us ineffective for God's kingdom and miserable during our earthly lives. And so to combat this, we have to put on the spiritual PPE, what is known as the full armor of God. Now, the good news is that the battle has been won. I mean, we have individual day-to-day -day fights as we go through our earthly life, but we do not have to worry uh, that Jesus has won the battle. Satan is ultimately a defeated foe. His demons are uh, going to perish with him in the lake of fire. Uh, we can be tempted. We, we can give in to temptation and fall, but we can go to God and confess our sins and be forgiven by him and restored. But we do not have, if we put on the whole armor of God, we do not have to sin. We can resist the devil and his forces. As Paul says here, uh, we can put on the whole armor of God that when the day of evil comes, the day of evil is any time that we're being assaulted by Satan to uh, doubt God's promises to uh, give up in despair, uh, to give in to temptations, uh, that when the day of evil comes, we can stand. We do not have to give in. We do not have to capitulate uh, to the forces of Satan. Rather, we can stand. And after doing all we can, I mean, we can't do more than stand. Jesus has already won the battle. Uh, but when we've done all we can, to stand, not to fall to Satan's wiles. So the Apostle Paul lists here the pieces of the full armor of God 
and he has taken this from the uh, military equipment of the common Roman soldier. He says, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes for our battle. You know, we think our battles are against other people, and, and Satan might use other people to try to negatively influence us, but we have to realize that behind those people in the background are these spiritual forces that we cannot see with our earthly eyes. They're the forces of the enemy. They're the, yeah, it might be some people, but they're the voices in our ears and in our mind that would have us respond harshly when somebody says something that hurts us, uh, that would tempt us to, to do something we shouldn't do, that would cause us to be discouraged and depressed and, and give in uh, to uh, negativity and to not believe God's words, that these are the uh, forces of evil that come against us. The, these are our real enemy, not other people. Other people are called to be our brothers and sisters in Christ. So that you know our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on. It's something we have to do. Make the choice to put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. And after you've done everything, to stand. So then he commands us, stand firm then. And then he lists the, the pieces of the Roman soldier's um, armor and, and gives them a spiritual meaning. Stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist. The Roman soldier wore a loose tunic um it flop it would flop around in the wind you uh you put this you put a belt on to keep everything in place uh so you wouldn't trip that you wouldn't fall that there was something for these other pieces of armor to attach to so you're to put on the belt of truth and the idea is that what god teaches his word uh that is the truth it's not our ideas or this world's ideas, but it, it's the things that God has told us through his word, uh, through the scriptures of the Old and New Testament. We're to put on the full armor of God. We're to put on the belt of truth around our waist. Then to put the breastplate. The, the breastplate was a part that protected your, your chest and, and your lungs and your other vital organs. Uh, it went from your shoulders down to almost below your waist, to, to put on the breastplate of righteousness, and then to have your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of feet. What was unique about the Roman soldiers was that they did not go into battle barefoot. They did not go into battle with just regular sandals. They went into battle with this particular kind of, of sandal that had hobnail you know, they were hobnails attached to the bottom of the uh, sandal so that they gripped the sandal and they gripped the ground so that even if the ground was wet or slippy with rain or blood or whatever it was, uh, that you would not slip and slide. You couldn't be pushed back by the enemy, uh, making you slide backward or making you fall down unless you chose to, that, you know, you had a firm stance on things. You could stand firm with the your feet fitted with these 
these uh, special boots, uh, these sandals, these hobnail sandals. And then it says, and in addition to this, put on, you know, take up the shield of faith. The shield was put on next, uh, below the, the helmet, you know, put on the shield of faith. It was uh, with a strap around you, and it was a, a, a wooden shield, but it was covered with a, a protection of leather. And before the soldiers, they would keep it oiled so that the leather would not dry up. But then also before they would go into the battle, the soldiers would soak that that leather in a container of water till it was sopping wet. That way, when an enemy, you know, when he, when you know, sometimes they just shot plain arrows at you, but sometimes the enemy would shoot arrows that had a pitch-covered point and that was set aflame, and so that. If it hits you anywhere, even if it didn't stop, stick in that deep, even if it, if it, it fell off you, then with this lit, this uh, fiery pitch would touch you and would, would land on you or on your clothing, that it would catch you on fire and, and destroy you. So with this water-soaked shield, that that would extinguish these arrows so they couldn't catch a plain wooden shield or your clothing or yourself on, on fire. And then it says, take up the helmet of salvation. And the helmet protected your mind, your, your head. And also, uh, when it was a, 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 a Roman officer, a, a centurion, he wore a, a crest on his helmet, identifying who he was, what regiment he was part of, what company. And so other people from his, that were part of his division, his, 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 uh, his century, uh, would know who he is and could uh, could rally to him. They put on the helmet of salvation uh, and then take up the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Let me stop there for a minute. These things that we're called to put on, belt and breastplate and shoes, hobnail sandal shoes, um, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, uh, the sword of the spirit. We are called to put these things on, but they're not the re they're not the result of our human efforts. Our human efforts are insufficient. Uh, for example, truth. Our understanding of truth is in insufficient, so we need. Uh, the Spirit to help make our truth complete. Our human truth, our worldly truth, isn't isn't good enough. You know, it's not our own efforts to be righteous. We can't be righteous on our own apart from the gift of God. We can't uh, experience true peace, uh, peace between us and God, peace within our hearts, peace between us and our neighbors, our families, our community. Uh, we can't experience uh, salvation on our own. We can't wield the sword. If we wield our own sword, it would will hurt others and will hurt us. What's being talked here is these different parts of the full armor of God are really just expressions of the character of Jesus. This is who he is. We are called, in essence, to put on Jesus Christ. We we say, Lord, come into our lives and fill us and conform our character 
until it becomes your character. So that when we put on the belt of truth, the Bible says, Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. Jesus is the truth. If you have Jesus in you, you have the truth. And you depend upon his word. Uh, because it says that Jesus is the word of God. So we put on Jesus Christ. He is our truth. Then we put on the breastplate of righteousness. Jesus is our righteousness. Because of his death and resurrection, we are uh, made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Jesus is our righteousness, as I said. We're called then also to um, put on the shoes, the palmnail cells of peace. Through Christ, we have peace with God. Through Christ, we experience peace within ourselves. Through Christ, the dividing, it says in another place in scripture, the dividing wall of hostility between Jews and Gentiles was removed. We are one in Christ. We are at peace with each other. These things are accomplished through the, the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Then we're called to take up the shield of faith. That, that We don't depend on our own faith. Yes, we are to trust and believe God. But the idea is, the fact is that we can only have true faith if we realize that God, the G God through Jesus Christ is always faithful to us. He is the source of our faith. He is our anchor, uh, the anchor of hope in this world. The anchor goes behind, the scripture says, the anchor goes behind the curtain to where Jesus is in the presence of God. And so we have peace with God, peace in our hearts, peace in our lives, peace with other people. And then, um, as I said, you know, as I started started along, we take up well, we have faith. We have faith in God's faithfulness, and that extinguishes the flaming arrows that the devil throws at us. Arrows of temptation, arrows of doubt, arrows of discouragement. Uh, if we if we don't resist these things, um, but we can't resist them by our own strength. But if we don't resist these things, uh, they catch hold of us. Uh, we receive them into ourselves, and, and so we begin to doubt. We begin to get discouraged. We begin to say, oh, what's the use? I might as well give in to temptation. Uh, it, it seems good. These things are extinguished so, so that they can't hurt us as we have faith in God's faithfulness. Then we put on the helmet of salvation. Uh, the fact is that we are saved through Jesus Christ, his death and resurrection has saved us. And this salvation is in three sense, senses. I have been saved. The day I accepted Christ into my life, actually on the day of Christ's resurrection, when you know the, all those who would put faith in Christ, they're forgiven. The day I put my faith in Christ, I am forgiven of all past sins. But I am being saved each day as I live for God. Uh, there are things that I make missteps where I, things I fail to do that God caused me to do, things I do that I shouldn't have done, that God forgives us. I am being saved. I'm, my character is being conformed more and more to the character of Christ each day, as, as the scripture says in Philippians, that he who began a good work, Jesus, who began a good work in us, 
will carry it on to its completion, to its fulfillment on the day that Jesus Christ comes back. And as long as we're here on earth each day, uh, God is working with us to make us more godly. And some days it's three steps forward and two steps back. And to be honest, there's some days where it's just five steps back. Uh, but we are making day-by-day -day progress in the character of Christ as we, uh, you know, we stand in this helmet of salvation because I will be saved. The day that Christ comes back, all sin will be removed, wiped out. And I won't even be I won't even be capable of sinning anymore. So we put on the helmet of salvation, and then we are called to take up the sword of the Spirit. It's the Spirit of God that moves in our hearts, causes us to you know we 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 don't walk around with the Bible all the time. Uh, sometimes when we're when we're confronted by temptation, when we're confronted by discouragement, when we're confronted by others who question us, we don't have a Bible handy. So one of the things we do need to do is to to memorize Scripture, to put it in our hearts, and we might not always remember it right off mind, but whenever we come into a situation, God will remind us of those scriptures. That's what. Happened with Jesus himself. It says that when he was in the wilderness, on three times the devil tempted him. You know, and, and he and saying himself used the word of God, but he misquoted it. So it, it was not the truth. Jesus always responded, "Is it is written? It is written. It is written." We take the sword of the spirit, which is God's word, enlivened, made real in our lives by the Holy Spirit. And we use us as, as a defensive and as somewhat as an offensive weapon to destroy the evil one. And so we uh, and we do this as we pray. It goes on verses 18 and 19. Um, and pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for God's people. Pray for me also. For whenever I speak, the words may be given me that I may fearlessly proclaim the mystery of the gospel. So the idea is we're called to be constantly in prayer. We pray for ourselves. We pray that we might grow in our knowledge of Christ and, and that our lives would reflect the character of Christ that we that we would put on constantly the, the armor of God because when we take off the armor, we don't put the armor on. It's something we have to do each day. We expose ourselves to the assault of the devil that he might destroy us, at least temporarily, if not eternally, he might destroy us. So we're we're called to do this. Uh, we're to be alert, to know that that our the devil, like a, a roaring lion, is prowling around seeking to destroy us. And so we need to put on the armor of God. We're we're alert, and and that that God would give us the words to respond. As we do this on a day-by-day -day basis, then we will experience daily victory in our life, in our walk with God, and we will be used by God to bring about his purposes for his glory. Amen. Now let us join together in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. 
On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. is seated on the right hand of the Father. will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let all who revere the Lord, who desire to serve the Lord in sincerity and in faithfulness, bring their gifts to God with joyful hearts. Let us um, join in prayer. God, we pray for those who govern the nations and exercise authority in civic life. Give our governing officials wisdom for the administration of justice, compassion for the sake of uh, mercy, and the determination for the pursuit of the common good. For President Biden, for Governor Wolf, for Altoona Mayor Pacifico, 
and for the rulers of every nation and city and township and borough. Merciful God, hear our prayer. God, we pray for the sick, the poor, and the oppressed. Save those who are in need and strengthen all who minister to the merciful God. Hear our prayer. God, we pray for our planet Earth. Save this world from the exploitation of and ravages of war through thoughtless waste and foolish expectation of the Earth's abundance. For the Earth, merciful God, hear our prayer. Merciful God, hear the prayers of your people and grant that we, what we ask in faith, we may receive according to your gracious love. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. And now, in the sure and certain hope of the people of God, let us pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial, and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Sisters and brothers, you have been chosen to serve God because God has chosen you in Jesus Christ. Go, therefore, to love and serve as God's people in the world. We go in Jesus' name. The blessing of God who delivers us, the grace of God who sustains us, and the communion of the Spirit who um, empowers us be with you always. Amen. 
We thank you for worshiping with us today. We hope you have been blessed and God has been glorified. May you have a God-blessed week. We look forward to you joining us again next Sunday and invite your friends to listen.